buns and hot dogs. <laughs> buns and wieners. Soft buns and hard wieners. Hey, what is up, guys? It is Sunday, January 11th, 2021. I got the boys back with me. Um, I'm Garrett Gasella, checking in. Andrew Meeks, I'm here. The boys are back, yep. Um, this is a new um, episode of The Meanders. What is up? How y'all doing? Um, we all, uh, I'm chilling. Yeah, we're all chilling out here. Big vibes. <laughs> but um, yeah, over the weekend, we had the NFL wild card. Uh, a lot of excitement there. A lot of um, unexpected twists and exciting performances. So let's go ahead and start talking about that. Uh, first off, the Colts and the Bills. Um, kind of what I expected to see, really. Um, we had a nice little shootout between Josh Allen and, and Phillip Rivers. Uh, didn't see Phillip Rivers coming out there, throwing that gas up in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But he really did that, yeah. Came in there, uh, very competitive game. Went down to a couple possessions. Uh, good, good game. Yeah, that was an excellent game. I really thought the Colts had a chance at a comeback there in the fourth quarter. It was... It was very exciting to watch. That was a great game. Yeah, with a high-powered offense like Buffalo, I, I thought they would steamrolling through. So, um, exciting game. Very, very exciting game. Um, ne- uh, up next, we have the Rams versus the Seahawks, right? Um, the, uh, the Rams using their um, third-string rookie quarterback, John Walford. Um, didn't really see that coming where he would get injured, and we had Jared Goff coming back as an emergency quarterback. Uh, playing the game and actually outplaying Russell Wilson. Um, that was a super um, surprise for me. Yeah. Just um, the fact that he would, Jerry Goff wasn't even supposed to play that game. He was coming back from a thumb injury. So just crazy. Um, that defense. Yeah. The Rams defense legit. We were yeah, talking about was, it. That was the kind of, uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people expected that result, you know, uh, throughout the week, I watched a lot of analysis and uh, you know, was looking at it myself and it just seemed like, you know, the Seahawks were definitely going to try to make a run here, uh, but didn't happen. The Rams really pulled off probably the biggest upset of uh wild card weekend, which was a really exciting game. Really good to see. Yeah. A lot, a lot of surprises offense, this weekend. A lot of surprises. <clears throat> if the Rams offense is going to look that good, I mean, they could be a threat here into the playoffs. So. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, you saw the little mastermind, uh, little genius plays that uh, Sean McVay had. He really, yeah. yeah, it sparked the offense, I thought, which was looking very stagnant for the past four weeks. Uh, so that was just like, like I was saying um, on Friday, yeah. Um, the only way the, the Rams would really get out of that is with, you know, defensive, uh, with the offensive uh, creativity mindset and relying on that defense that has been lackluster the past uh, few weeks. But they really came up on top. Super, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think nice. that was an upset for me. Uh, big upset for me. Talking about upsets, can we speak on the Browns real quick? First uh, playoff win since 1994. Hey, man. Dude, that's what I was Browns saying. franchise. Let's yeah. go. Like, Should we push on to the, the nice Browns the right Browns. now? It's good to see, you know. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, the Browns, right? Browns uh, had some COVID mishaps that happened uh, last week. So, they had an entire week without practicing. Uh, Baker Mayfield goes in there, throws 263 yards, three touchdowns, uh, QBR of 92.8. Um, yeah, and just like outclasses Ben Roethlisberger. But really, Ben had a, had a terrific fourth quarter um, and uh, even better third quarter. However, uh, that first quarter had a lot of, um, you know, unfortunate yeah. happenings. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, ended up going, yeah, 28-0. Uh, that defense went ham, I'm saying. Yeah, so as yeah. a Rams fan. You were saying, yeah, first playoff win since, what, like, 52, bro? Yeah, 94. 94, yeah, all right. So, I was way, way fucking off. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you know, our last playoffs about, like, almost, uh, was it since, like, 02, so, like, almost, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. Bro, like I was saying, dude, this is, like, the Browns and the Cavs are, like, two separate entities, really. It's really just, like, how <laughs> dog was playing at the banana. <laughs> but like I was saying with the um the Browns and the and the Cavs that it's just really just 
you don't really count the Cavs wins as Browns wins. We've always had like a separate thought of like, and even in the cities, you know, how like Washington, when they won their first championship, like the whole city erupted, even though that uh, the Capitals wasn't such a big like thing to them until they won the Stanley cup. It's still like, you saw that, that fan, like, or that, that resident like uh, sportism or whatever the fuck you want to call it. So like as Cleveland and the Browns, I think it's big. Absolutely. It's nice to see the Browns taking taking a W after so long. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's hard to that, be a Browns fan a while ago. It's definitely exciting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's a franchise that's been bad since we were born, pretty much. So it's it's good to see. And then if you guys want Dino, you should throw up that one play, Steelers the the where they threw it into the Brown the end zone, and the Browns got the the fumble up and got the free touchdown. Cause that was crazy. You don't see that in the NFL very often. Like, yeah, play like that. They run that. That was crazy. No, nah, yeah, I threw it up there, dude, so y'all can see. Uh, but like, what about that backfield though, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Though, like, they have been so explosive, and you knew they would be after acquiring uh, Kareem Hunt that this backfield was going to be insane. But coming out through all, the entire season, Nick Chubb had a superstar year. Um, and adding that addition of like using that dual halfback system with Kareem Hunt, y'all really dominated the ground game as well. I would say, um, <laughs> like speaking of the Browns and, and the Steelers, though, uh, how'd y'all feel about the locker room? They're playing Corvette, Corvette, kind of making fun of Juju and all that stuff like that. Juju had a terrific game, by the way. I mean, so you can't really give Juju any kind of hate, but it's funny, right? Juju said, "The Browns are yeah. just the same old Browns." Well, it was a yeah, it was a common theme among the Pittsburgh players. There was a couple that were really overconfident. I think that they were really going to take this win. Uh, so yeah, the Browns, you know, they're they're going to poke their fun. The Steelers players were very active, you know, on social media and everything. Yeah, this year, so it just opens them up to you know a little bit of a climbing they, from the rest of the league. They dug their the own grave there, with that know, one. Uh, you know, because a lot of teams or a lot of coaches probably run a tighter locker room. They don't, they don't want that kind of crap or that kind of, you know, I don't know. What do I know? I know. I mean, or or like, you could just like a, pull a KD and you could get yeah. a sleeper account. That's that's your other <laughs> option. But. Like a burner. <laughs> no, I, I think, dude, like it happened with the AB situation. I feel like Mike Tomlin's going to take a back seat like he did with AB. And like they're really not going to run it as a problem up until the fans start hitting it. You know, I think Pittsburgh still loves Juju. And yeah. yeah, you know, and the whole Steeler family is just like they're tight right now. You know, I don't think there's any like uh, drama going on in Pittsburgh at all. So we'll, we'll see the probably we'll probably see. Yeah, the same Steeler team in the uh, next coming season. But no, Browns, though, Cinderella run. What do you all think? Could they be potential Super Bowl uh, contenders? Um, You know, I don't. I don't think they're a, a legitimate contender, you know. At the end of the day, the teams uh, – there's just other teams in there that are – I don't think the Browns can beat. I don't think the Browns can beat the Buccaneers. I don't think the Browns are beating the Packers. Um, so, I, I don't think the Browns are a legitimate contender just because of the other, you know, the other great teams that are in there. But definitely exciting, an exciting win. Yeah, they play the Chiefs next, so – um, I think that, like I was saying on Friday too, that if, if they beat the Chiefs, we we gotta include well, yeah, them in, in the contention. If they beat the Chiefs, they're definitely yeah. in contention. Yeah. So we'll see, man. We'll see. But it was a great win. Uh, it looked like they were gonna fold at the end, but they didn't. So, fuck yeah, right? Browns move on. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about another good game. I thought that, um, you know, Alex Smith wasn't gonna play, but he was still injured. So Tyler, Taylor Heineke came in and kind of looked like a starter, man. Yeah, let's uh, let's let Garrett talk about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's really exciting. Um, obviously, Washington football team did not come away with the win. I thought we had a better chance than most people probably did, but we came out there, wow, and we played good. Uh, we played, we put up a good effort. You know, we really showed uh, showed everyone that we deserve to be there, and we're probably the best team out of the NFC this year, NFC East. That is obviously um, Taylor Heineke. Very exciting to see him. It's his second start ever. Uh, really played good. He said he wants to stay in D.C., so that's a great, you know, potential future starting quarterback. Uh, you know, great to have on the roster. Uh, 
confident, went out there with the dislocated shoulder in the fourth quarter and made some plays, brought us down for a touchdown. So you really couldn't ask more of him. And his one interception was off of, uh, you know, a dropped pass. So just a, a great game all around for Washington, even though we ended up losing. And, you know, when you're playing against the GOAT, if you put up that good of an effort, you know, it's – You can't bet against yeah, Brady. You can't bet, a, bet against Brady. It's hard. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, Heineke did have a game. I mean, we saw – everybody saw that. I mean, it's on everybody's – like, it's on ESPN, has some highlights, all that stuff. Like his scramble that yeah. ran from, uh, for a TD. Man, I um, thought he, he was going to get sacked and he just I mean, ducked he was, away. He, he looks good. He looks confident back there, you know. Um, but yeah, like we said, we said we you can't bet against Brady. Yeah. Um, you know, Leonard Fournette had a terrific yeah, game Leonard too. Leonard Fournette was probably the X factor for the Buccaneers. I'd yeah, say. his his performance on the ground really opened up a lot of. He controlled game, a lot of sure. the game, and that's the kind of thing that you know Fournette can really do for you. He's a really a really good back. Whether he plays a lot in the regular season or has a great season, you can you can count on him to have a good performance when it matters most. Yeah, considering so. that teaming up with Brady too, who's such a good game yeah. manager himself, such a talented. That's what I was saying. Because there's they, there's so many opportunities that Washington could take over the game, and there's so many momentum moments that were crushed by the Buccaneers holding on to the ball for so long. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, moving forward, the Buccaneers are going to play the Saints. Uh, any Very predictions on that? Matchup. Yeah. Two, um, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Tom Brady versus uh, Drew Brees, should be very exciting. Could be Drew Brees last season. Who knows if he'll go for another one or two. Um, might depend on the outcome here. But, uh, yeah, it should be an exciting game for sure. I think I probably have the Buccaneers just because I really think, you know, in order to cement his legacy, Tom Brady wants to take it all the way. And I'm not a fan, but I think that he's just – yeah, it's uh, it's psycho Tom and he's – He's looking to win another Super Bowl. The whole roster is, I mean, if you listen to how the Buccaneers have been talking in uh, press conferences, post games, everything, they're they're only focused on the, on winning it all, nothing else. So, yeah, I think uh, that team just has the championship mentality. I think, yeah, I think, think Brady has it right now. He has the juice. Um, he looked good against a, a top three defense. They put up 31 points, man. I mean, they were good. So um, as we were talking about the Saints, though, I was I really wanted to go ahead and talk about the Bears and Saints game. Uh, for us Bears fans, disappointing, yes, but expected, also yes. Uh, Trubisky actually had a really good game. Let's be real, he looked good. He won the <laughs> the, the Nickelodeon Valuable Player <laughs> Award. That was fan voted. That was a little silly. Um, but in terms of the game, we couldn't get it done in the red zone with so many opportunities where we could, and we just, we settled for field goals in uh, a tight game that was blown away in the, in the second half where it shouldn't have been, where it could have been in a tight game the entire time. Drew B's looked good. I was, I was, I was talking shit on his name on Friday, but he looked good. Uh, Alvin Kamara looked fucking good. Uh, yeah. Um, moving forward, Trubisky, our guy, I would say, yeah. If we can get it like a Deshaun Watson or something, yeah, that's been, that's like, you know, let's move Trubisky. But moving forward, if we're going to stick with Trubisky, let's give him some weapons and stuff. I mean, because Allen Robinson didn't even want to, he didn't even want to play this season. You know, uh, Darnell Mooney was, was there. He was, he was that man, but he's a little injury, injury prone. Uh, David Montgomery, like I was telling that man, Joe, Joe, you listen to this shit? I told you. David Montgomery fucking sucks, man. He sells. He's inconsistent. And I knew he was going to do this shit, man. Uh, but speaking on the, the Bears and Saints game, I don't know if y'all saw, but it was broadcasted <laughs> uh, by Nickelodeon. How do y'all feel about that? Because it was the first game they broadcasted for an NFL game. Uh, I actually didn't, interested. Catch, didn't catch any of it, so. Oh, man. Well, they, they you know, they, they had the, the animated slime. They had uh spongebob references they had some pretty funny ones right here i'll put them up on youtube um but yeah no nah, it was it a lot of people hated on it uh hated on it on twitter and like you know on social media and stuff like that but I, I for one thought it was pretty cool um spongebob memes were pretty funny let's be real they had one about um whims and gardner that that cb on saints when the dude punched them for that and like took his chain off and everything like that yeah they had, yeah they had a meme about that that was pretty funny i put it up but andrew man how'd you feel did you catch any of the game 
I did. I saw part of it, but I was actually, <laughs> I was at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> so I was, you know, I was chilling. I wasn't really, I wasn't really fixated on the game at the time. I did see the Saints playing very well, though, when I was watching. I saw um, a couple really nice looking plays, good catches, but, uh, you know, I don't really have much information on it. True. I, I, you know, I, for one, they shouldn't do when they shouldn't do another one this year, but they should just do, do another one maybe next year or something like that. Cause it was dope. I thought it was dope. Change of pace. Uh, it tracks kids to watching NFL and they oh, get yeah, a great audience. Great move know, the for Exactly. So power move. I think it was, it was a great start for the NFL moving forward. Um, and as we move forward now, we're going to talk about the last game of the NFL week. Um, you know, Baltimore Ravens versus the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Baltimore wins 20 to 13. Lamar Jackson looks real fucking good in this game. He did throw for an interception. However, he had 136 yards on the ground with a TD. Uh, you know, their, their rushing defense offense looked incredible. Uh, I can't say the same about the Titans as the X factor. We all thought Derrick Henry would be the difference maker in, in this game was held to 40 yards. Yeah, uh, definitely not what Titans fans were expecting. Not what I was expecting um, to happen in this game, at least not or individual performance wise, you know, each rusher on Baltimore outperformed Derrick Henry and really all of Tennessee rushing. They really got shut down. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins looked good too. Um, yeah, so that was, you know, coming from a team like Tennessee, which is known to, you know, they pulled an upset last year in the first round. It's, they're a really good team. So, yeah, it's uh, it was very surprising. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we you know, they, let's be real. The Titans have bitched the Ravens in about, like, the last three games in the last two years. So, I mean, coming in here, I thought they were going to continue to bitch them. But definitely they had a vendetta this game. They also danced on the field and talked some shit pregame. Yeah. Uh, they danced in the field after the game. But, you know, they definitely held that in. And they did their shit. They did their research. They held down Derrick Henry. And they made moves. Uh, Tanner Hill looked good. I'm not going to lie. Like I was saying, he looks like a starter. Uh, A.J. Brown looked good, too. Um, we can talk shit about the Titans defense, but the Titans defense looked good. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, moving forward, the Ravens looking like Super Bowl contenders like they did last year, or do you think this is kind of just like where they're plateauing at? You know, honestly, um, I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. I mean, it's it's no doubt they're a great team, but I just don't think they're, you know, same exact reason that the, the Browns are not a Super Bowl contender. The other, I just don't see them, you know, beating a – Patrick Mahomes or a Tom Brady, you know, to win it all. I just, there's no way. Yeah. Um, I like, like you were just saying too, I definitely agree. Uh, this is a stepping stone towards Lamar Jackson's greatness, you know, cause he definitely is one of the most exciting players in the league oh, yeah, and he's still so watch. young. Yeah. Like what? He's still like 23, 24. I don't fucking know, yeah, but he's young. he's young. Like uh, he, he's different. He's creative. He's energetic. He's fun to watch. Uh, is he there yet? I don't think so. I don't even think Josh Allen's there yet. And Josh Allen has had a way more tremendous year and is looking way better right now than Lamar Jackson is, in my opinion. Uh, but, you know, these are all teams that are – it's like a big if, and, like, I want them to win. But it, it's certain circumstances that they need to win. On a day-to-day -day basis, I wouldn't pin these teams to win. So definitely a stepping stone next year. I think they're coming to come back stronger, but this year I don't think they have it. Hell yeah. I agree. Uh-huh. Um, so as the, the NFL segment here, we're going to move things on to basketball. All right. It was an exciting week of basketball, but uh, first thing I want to talk about is the 76ers. Look, they have a couple guys out right now still winning. Um, who's that guy? Uh, Tyrese Maxey, who just played, uh, had a ter terrific game. He went like 39 points, six assists, eight rebounds. Like he was a beast. Yeah. Um, I think that's the Sixers rookie. Um, they're sitting on top of the East right now, 7-3. Do you all see the 76ers being a contender this season for the chip? Hmm. Um, uh, they're a great team. You know, they're looking great. Whether or not it's just going to be a regular season thing has yet to, uh, you know, 
we have yet to see. We'll see how they play over the next couple of weeks and into the rest of the season. I think they're definitely looking like a contender as of now. Um, definitely, not definitely too early to tell. Joel Embiid. It is too early to tell. <laughs> I, I agree, but as of right now, snapshot, they look they look really good. And Absolutely, they're Fine one tuned. of the one of the better. You know, they're one of the teams that's playing with the most chemistry in the whole NBA. They're really putting it all together on the floor for the first time. I think. Uh, they really put it together as well. So maybe that's part in tune to a new coach, Doc Rivers. Um, but yeah, it's very exciting in Philadelphia, even though it's one of my least favorite teams. Yeah, um, we're not we're not Philly fans here. So you know, if you're a Philly fan, you watch the show, you're gonna get clowned on every single time. This is true. But we love you guys. Don't, don't love Philly sports. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, um, for the games I've been watching, Embiid looks like the best center in the league right now. It's plain and simple. He looks like a beast. He's super strong in the paint. Got arsenal of moves down low. Uh, can shoot the three. I mean, he's look, he looks good. Ben Simmons, he looks the same as last season and his rookie season. And his rookie season after that, I mean, he looks about the same. He's a, he's a one-kind uh, kind of guy. Yeah, he's Tobias Harris. Uh not living up to his contract, but he's still putting in that work. Seth Curry looks amazing. Holy fuck, Seth Curry looks amazing. Uh, Doc Rivers yeah, is coaching Seth amazing. Seth Curry yeah. looks good. Uh, Tobias Harris, you know, even if he doesn't put up big numbers every night or live up to the massive contract he's playing under, he's still, you know, a certified baller. So, uh, yeah, some exciting yeah. things going on in Philly. Uh, D12 is – I mean, I don't even know what his number is now, but Dwight Howard – He's looking nice. Yeah, yeah, a good addition. A good, a good piece to have. I think, I think they can come out the East. Effort forward. My hot take, Dino's hot take today. Sixers make it out of the East. I, the, the Bucks just don't have the juice in them. Let me tell you that the Raptors look like trash right now. Um, you know, this, this, the Celtics look good, but I, yeah. I mean, Celtics look good every single year. I think like the the new Raptors, honestly. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I can see the Sixers making it out of the East uh, for sure. I could definitely looking be, like looking right now into the future. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew, what do you think? I could, I would totally agree with that. Sixers is definitely probably one of the most elite teams in the East to this date. Um, there are a couple wild cards though, a couple teams yeah. that might, yeah. you know, uh, unexpectedly show up. Uh, I think the Hornets might be a contender for that category just because, of how well everybody on that team has been playing. That I, it might be a little bit of a push, saying the Hornets, but they have been playing really great. We have a lot of great players, a lot of good chemistry is going on right now. Lamelo Ball is really kind of tying that team together um, since he's been playing more, uh, and I think it's I think it's a, a great look for the Hornets right now. Yeah, if we're gonna dive into the Hornets right now, man, Lamelo looks good. Lamelo looks, looks real good. Really good. Uh, ex- I did not expect him to go off the way he's been going off recently. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I was going to take him a slow start like Lonzo did, but I Absolutely. thought ultimately he was going to be better than Lonzo. But God damn, he looks good. He's confident. That's, oh that's what gosh. happens when you get a big head, dude. Like, because Lamelo's been getting this hype for years. So this guy is been, down. He he knows who he is. Like, and he's I mean he's playing his strengths and he's playing them well. Nobody can nobody can deny that. Isn't hey, he hey, letting him play too? Yeah, they're letting him do it and letting him run it. And and let me tell you, Gordon Hayward looks so good on this team. He looks like the old Jazz, uh, Gordon Hayward. Oh yeah, he, he, yeah, he had his um, career high this week, forty five points, 45, um, against a loss 44. against the, the the Hawks. Um, that was a sad game. We we let them win that game. I don't know what the fuck we were doing that game. Uh, Terry Rozier looks fucking amazing right now too. He looks like he's pairing up really well with uh, LaMelo getting there. I think the only person that's really struggling right now, probably PJ Washington and Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham, he had a breakout, breakout year last year, but he can't handle competition, it feels like. You know, uh, P- you know? PJ Washington, though? I'm sorry if you were still going on about Devontae Graham. No, 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 no. that was pretty much respect. it. I was just saying that, yeah, no, like the young core is just only getting better. There's only two players that really regressed in my eyes. Uh, everybody else looks real solid, though. So I'm saying as they, they won't make the – the finals this year, playoff team, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And PJ Washington, though maybe not impacting you know the team's performance as much as he could. If you want him in fantasy, he's been playing. He's been performing well. Good stats all around. Defensive stats. Uh, 
rebounds, everything you'd expect out of him pretty much. Yeah. But I, I yeah. just needed P.J. Washington from last year, man. P.J. Washington from last year was a beast. Just really doing it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's the story for another day, man. Uh, we can leak into uh, the struggles of Washington. We want to talk about Bradley Beal has been putting up ridiculous numbers uh, scoring-wise. Uh, oh, yeah. Leads the yeah the league in scoring with 35 points per game, uh, but their defense very very lackluster. Thomas Bryant ACL tear out for this season. Garrett, how the fuck do you feel right now sitting at the uh, what like the bottom table? <laughs> we, yeah, we're it? right around the bottom of the table, maybe the maybe the very bottom. Um, it hasn't looked great in Washington. Obviously, Bradley Beal's really doing it, putting on for the city. Love my guy Bradley Beal. Uh, can't say enough about how he's playing. And but you know nobody's nobody's satisfied with our bad record. I think uh, we played a really competitive game where we had Thomas Bryant, Russell Westbrook, and Bradley Beal all out. Was it last night or the night prior? Um, yeah. But either way, you know I think we'll turn it around. I still think I'm still confident that the Wizards will make the playoffs. You, there's been an unimaginable amount of woes to start the season that I don't think. Wizards fans saw come in. A lot of us were very optimistic, but yeah, the defense is something that we're just going to have to work on over time. Um, our rebounding's definitely seen some improvement with Westbrook in the lineup. Obviously, now it'll take a bit of a hit with Thomas Bryant out, but uh, Mo and Wagner, Westbrook Westbrook's Wagner, out for a little while as well. Yeah, Wagner. Westbrook's out for this week at least. Um, yep. Mo Wagner could be a potentially good pickup in fantasy. He's going to be moving into the starting role, I assume. And if he's not starting, he'll be splitting the minutes with just Robin Lopez, and I imagine he'll take majority, just because yep. he's the younger player with a, you know, more potential and a, honestly more to offer. Robin Lopez doesn't even really offer the. Robin Lopez is is not a pick. To. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, tons of early season woes for Washington, but, uh, you know, we'll see what we can do. One thing we can say though is Russell Westbrook has never missed the playoffs. Yeah. Will he start this year? I don't know. Yeah, it I don't to know. Seen, to be seen. The East is is leaking to be a little harder of a about than people would have thought. Or I'd say, you know, what I'm saying how we all said that the West. Well, I mean, everybody has really said that the West is a more dominant conference in the East, but it's really looking balanced now. The East is yeah. on the come up. Uh, Washington was on the come up too. You know, with these uh, short season, like the early beginning season woes that we were experiencing with Washington. Uh, I don't think this is the end for Washington. I don't think the panic button needs to be pressed yet. Because uh, they have a solid team. Like we were just talking about, even with the uh, Thomas Bryant being out for the season, uh, what I saw from Mo, Mo Wagner uh, on the Lakers and in the G League, and a little bit from what I've seen uh, from him right now, is that giving him the minutes, uh, give him a little bit of freedom, he can get some stuff done down low. Uh, you know, he's a good player. He was a great player, a player in Michigan, too. I was watching him a lot in Michigan, and he, he really carried that Michigan team. So if he just carries with that confidence that he had in Michigan into the pros, he'd be solid uh, this season. And now he has a lot of opportunity to do it. So, yeah, just saying, Washington, you don't count them out yet. Don't fucking count them out yet. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, why don't we talk about uh, the Celtics, Andrew? Oh, yeah, Celtics uh... – Celtics are having a little COVID trouble. Jalen Brown is out. Um, a lot of other people as well, but they only have eight available players currently on their roster. For this for week. Yeah, due to COVID protocols. So they are they're struggling a little bit in terms of that. Yeah, I um, believe eight is actually the minimum roster size too. So that's, yeah, so they're yeah, they're really right cutting the close. Right there, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they bring some people from their G League come up. Yeah, so. <laughs> that be that would be interesting. It's definitely, uh, you know, an interesting time we're in. Uh, hopefully for the rest of the season, we don't see too much of this. You know, the NFL yeah. had a pretty successful season, a lot more successful than a lot of people thought. So, you know, hopefully the NBA can try to mimic that. Uh, yeah. Players can try to, you know, stay as safe as possible. Obviously, it's not. They're having like really uh, their hands. Yeah, um, nothing's concrete. The They're having like a board of uh, governors meeting tomorrow, the NBA. And they're gonna right. 
<clears throat> protocols. Yeah, yeah, work on the COVID protocols. Try to get it. I think a little bit. They're trying to tighten up a little bit so we have less postponed games. So that's something to look forward to. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That. Um, so yeah, with with the, the the recent outbreak of Corona in Boston, you know, with the Boston players uh, being shorthanded because of Corona, and a lot of games being postponed because of like you know similar cases of Corona or like uh threats of corona um exposure being happening can you see a um, a moment this season where we get fans in the game i think it's coming i honestly do i think really? um i don't think it's going to be full capacity though i think very soon though um especially with the vaccine starting to come out and all that um i think that that we're eventually going to get limited capacity and probably I mean, maybe like vaccination requirements, and that's just speculation because it, nobody's doing that right now. But it might be a thing coming up soon. So, I do think that though that the the stadiums will start to open because the NBA is just losing so much revenue right now. Like they can't exactly they can't keep keep the stadiums closed forever. Do they have um, a short term of friends and family that can come in the games yet? Do y'all know? No, right? It's I don't the, think so. I'm pretty sure it's just empty gym, right? And with yeah, staff. empty gym. Staff only. Yeah. So I mean, we we had family members in the bubble, so I can I can imagine that they might open up, you know, to friends and family at first, and then kind of slow it out to maybe like twenty five percent occupancy within stadiums, uh, and arenas. Uh, but yeah, now like you're saying, they're losing so much revenue, and I mean, if if you're gonna count on like ratings alone, they they. They're not like a nice roller coaster right now. I don't know if y'all have been seeing, but the trends are just like it's up and down, uh, and it's really becoming with the times as well. Uh, how just the NBA is right now. Uh, so I think the fans need to come back, and I think everybody kind of realizes that because at the end of the day, the NBA is a business. Yeah, and it's too easy to it's too easy to illegally stream the NBA. Oh, it's too easy. It's easy too easy to, to legally stream any stream anything, any game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't mention that, but yeah, that's that's definitely probably taking a big cut on the revenue as well. For talking about that real quick, just people don't pay for that. You know, there's no really need to with you know all the sources you know, the internet has right now. Exactly, like some people don't even <clears throat> need cable anymore because they can get anything they want online at any point, at any moment of time. Uh so. I mean, Garrett, what's your take on fans being back in the arenas anytime um, this season? You know, I think it'll be a city-by-city city basis type of thing. You know, obviously, some cities might get hit harder with waves of COVID. Cities that are have less vaccine availability, avail- availability et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll probably see some limited fans returning, um, like we've seen in some NFL stadiums. Uh like you guys said, the NFL need, or the NBA, excuse me, needs revenue for sure. Um, but yeah, I think it'll just be city by city. You know, I don't know if uh, LA is going to have any fans in the stadium at any point, just because it seems like in California, they're a little more stricter on the protocol, a little more stricter, a little stricter in their protocols. So um, yeah, I, it'll, it all depends, you know, and obviously how widely uh how quickly the vaccine becomes widely available and other factors all all have an effect there because the second wave of covid that everyone's really worried about they've been finding cases in the u.s now and so. uh yeah i like we we're talking about if we're gonna talk go worldwide with corona uh the english premier league got shut down because of corona right now uh uk is down on, on some government lockdown shit right now um but you know like like we're saying with all these factors going ahead the second wave people being scared about we do have a vaccine on the way uh, we did live throughout the first wave we are all chilling right now uh hopefully you're all you know masked up and quarantining and not quarantine well you, you're sick stay with the fucking people safe, yeah. yeah just stay safe wash your fucking hands don't be fucking grimy <laughs> <laughs> um you know everybody in the world that's a sports fan is eager to come back I think everybody knows that we all are itching to be back in the stadiums and cheering our favorite teams and yelling at our favorite players and mocking the players that we love to mock. I mean, that's just fan fan mentality. Um, and as sports viewers such as me, 
Garrett and Andrew, I know that we were all itching to be back in the stadiums and, you know, making tremendous sports moments with our favorite sports teams. Because, I mean, as much as I love sitting at home and drinking a beer and watching the game, it's not as fun as sitting on a seat, drinking a beer, watching the game live. Fact. Absolutely. 100%. So and I'm excited to go check out the new the new Hornets. Awesome. Oh, the saying, one the man. one team I can't wait to see is the new Hornets because their franchise has been lacking and just like I mean, I you know, obviously Kemba, but just explosive players and I think their their team now it's just it would just be very exciting to watch. No, 100%, man, 100%. Uh they they and the announcers are fucking awesome. I mean, like, right, that, that's a, that's on the home side, but in the stadium, man, the environment. I don't know if you've been to Queen City before, guys, but Hornets, Charlotte itself, is such a nice city. And being in that stadium, man, no matter where you're from, always makes you feel like home. The they are just so like comfy there, and like, man, I, I cannot wait to be at a Hornets game again. That's a fucking fact. Oh yeah. That's a fucking yeah, fact. Definitely. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, let's move on. Let's talk about fantasy basketball, man. We have a big oh, yeah. injury report uh, presented by yours truly, Andrew Meeks. <laughs> so why don't you shoot it out? Yeah, we got a few people injured. Obviously, Westbrook, Thomas Bryant. We went over the um, the Washington squad. Um, Bogdan, Atlanta, y'all's hometown fractured knee that's unfortunate you know he was playing he was playing very well I think like nine point averaging 9.9 points a game 2.3 rebounds something along the lines of that uh so that that kind of hurts for Atlanta I'm sure yeah um Christoph Porzingis is actually coming back I don't know if we can include that on the injury report but we should probably say something about that Christoph Porzingis making his uh his debut coming back this season. Um, their game did get canceled though due to COVID protocol. So his first game back got post not canceled, postponed. So yeah. we're gonna have to wait just a little bit longer on that. But we should expect to see him back out there on the very next game. Uh, so that's no. exciting. Porzingis, but yeah, Porzingis is a beast. I mean, anybody who picked him up, uh, you know, and late in the rounds and stashed him from until now is a big win. Uh, I, you know, we, we've seen Porzingis literally every single season post like 20, like double, double numbers and just consistent, good offensively. Uh, and he's been tweaking his three point shot. You know what last I'm saying? Yeah. He, he was, he, he was good enough. He the, was doing well. You don't call him the fucking unicorn for no reason. <laughs> so facts, man. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good shit. <laughs> Is that it for the injury report? I mean, uh, I'm definitely missing a few people, but um, I know that TJ Warren is out. He just had surgery um, on his foot, a stress fracture. So hopefully he can make a speedy recovery. TJ yeah. Warren had a you know had a a great bubble and definitely a great offensive player. Can really do it all on the offensive side of the floor. So hopefully he can get back fast. Uh, Evan Fournier has been out. He's been he's really been day to day, but questionable, questionable, scratch, scratch. So yeah, Marco Fultz oh. is out for the season. Oh yeah, Marco Marco Fultz. Fultz. That's, that's a big one. Yeah, so he's saying so. A good pickup for that. Be Cole Anthony. He's gonna get a lot of minutes now. He's he's touching about like twenty five minutes plus per game. Uh he's looking like a good solid pickup. If you guys had Marco Fultz, you guys need a because uh, Marco Fultz was balling this year. He still doesn't have a jumper, but he was balling this year. And like, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, he's a hooper. I got. Oh yeah, I forgot too. Kyrie Irving. Let's not forget. He's he's taken four games off in a row. Well, three games so far. He's expected to miss tomorrow. Um, really? For personal reasons. Really, they they've given no explanation. It's listed as personal. So Kyrie's probably walking the flat earth right now, doing what he does. Kyrie, uh, Kyrie does Kyrie things, man. Yeah, he does. He's a he's a special guy. Uh, but yeah, he he is gonna miss the game on Tuesday. So yeah, so yeah. If y'all um, if y'all noticed, but their third star in the Nets, Karis LeVert, looks really really good when KD and Kyrie are off the field. Oh yeah, he court. does. So you he's... know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people who have Karis LeVert are gonna get a big win this week if Kyrie's gonna be out for a couple games. Um, 
Because low key, yeah, Karis LeVert on any of the team would be an easy like a number one or number two option in scoring. He's a beast. He looks real good. Yeah. Another one of those players, players that that came up out of the bubble and kept the uh, kept it rolling mm-hmm. when he gets the minutes at least. Oh yeah, That's what I'm saying. Um, you know, uh, for terms of um, a fantasy, uh, any any good transactions going on? Any good additions for your team? I got you I got a really good Weaver one right now. Hunting. Yeah, I got a really good one right now. My shirt is dedicated to him tonight. Who? <laughs> Who is you it? You ready? Keldon, yeah, boy. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. What a great pickup. This man has been. I think he's he's ranked at least in Yahoo Fantasy number sixty three right now. And like the past week or two, he's he's went up from like one hundred and sixty to sixty in the 60s and he's just been putting up phenomenal numbers i think he's averaging right now around 15 points seven rebounds two assists uh two threes and a steal and a block so i mean if you're playing category leagues and keldon johnson is on your uh is available you should pick him up right now because he's a great pick facts facts yeah yeah pick on you guys Um, Not necessarily, you know, any all this all the sleepers that I've stolen up this season are all probably rostered in most leagues. Harrison Barnes has been playing really good ball. I think I mentioned him in a pro- previous pro- podcast, getting over 30 minutes every game, averaging 16, 7, and 3 on the season on only one turnover. And one turnover with that kind of with those kind of minutes and that kind of role is is, you know, always good. Um yeah, other sleepers are, you know lessers nick nicholas batum has been put playing really good ball for category leagues uh gets all around stats has a really good role in that clippers offense kind of returned to what he was doing before his stint in charlotte where he really it was just kind of a weird setup for him never really got rolling there uh yeah mason plumley has been playing really good ball as well but again these are players that are are probably rostered in most leagues just because of how good they've been playing. Nah, yeah, exactly. They've been some holds. Additionally, um, uh, Larry Nance Jr. No, I was I was about to say a sleeper pick. I mean, probably rostered in most leagues. Larry Nance At this Jr. Point, yeah, you were yeah you. I think you were on. You hit the nail on the head, dude. Picking up uh, Larry Nance Jr. and talking all that hype about him because he has yeah. been explosive. I don't know if you've been watching Cleveland ball at all. But they have Andre Drummond and Larry Nance Jr. running up the ball since Colin Sexton and Darius Garland are out. Uh, or Gar- Garland. My bad. <laughs> but, I mean, Cavs look good, man. Cavs look good this season. They're sitting, what, like uh, eighth, like 500 right now. With, dude, five you know, five. Colin Sexton looks fucking amazing, dude. Every time he plays, he's a fucking beast. He was leading, like, the, the points per game before he got injured. But, yeah, he looks good. Larry Nance, though, great pickup. If you guys got him, hold him. If you guys want him, go get him. Yeah. He's looking like he's going to have a monster season this year. Kevin Andre Drummond looks good. Kevin Love's going to be out for at least another month, probably. So, yeah. As well as Isaac Okoro. So, fuck Should yeah, man. Definitely scoop him up if he's available. Definitely scoop great him pick. Yeah. Uh, worth a look. Yeah. Some, some good pickups if you guys um, are needing help in some stat categories. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., great for three pointers. Uh, solid all-around player, but how he, you know, he makes four, or like, yeah, about four uh, threes a game. He looks solid. If you guys need uh, three-point help, um, Adenobi looks great uh, defensively. If you guys need steals, he's top five in steals, um, and just a good defensive anchor all-around points for stat cats uh, or nine nine cat stats. Um, he's these are good boy uh, waiver wire players. You know, they're on yeah. yeah. Down the waiver, man. Pick him up. Darius Baisley. That man's been playing well. Okay, see, I mean, he gets he gets all the opportunity he could ever want on that team, and uh, he's been he's been taking advantage of it very fully. He is a little hot and cold though at points, so you might yeah. see him pop up on the waiver wire. And if you do, definitely snag him up. He's got the minutes. He's got the he's got the uh, skill set. So good pick. Most definitely. Heck yeah, man. Um, yeah. All right. Yes, I have another story. Uh, if you guys will kindly check the Discord, nah, I, have you, right now. I have sent you all a picture, and it is something interesting that I think we should all be aware of. 
<laughs> interesting. What am I? Uh, yeah, what are we looking at right you? now? Yeah, we'll, put it, we'll put it up on the screen. What you are looking at is the Samsung's CES 2021 robot that will clean your house and pour you a glass of wine. When's it coming? I robot is fucking happening, people. This is not a drill. This thing <laughs> nah. has a security camera. It's ass that it, it rolls on. That's a Roomba vacuum. It unloads your dishwasher. It pours you a glass of wine. It probably does the fucking the Macarena if you ask it to. This thing, this is crazy shit, and it's happening. It's 2021. It's coming out in 2021. So it's we are officially in the the age of the robotics, where we're gonna have little robots following us around and shit. Like, I was just telling Garrett how we needed a maid. They, that shit would you be got so one dope, this year, bro. boys. I'm it saying, might cost you ten thousand dollars, but it you might got cost one. me my arm, my leg, and my left <laughs> nut sack. However, though. That shit is dope. All right. We just can't give robots free will. That's like the whole thing. I think <laughs> like we gotta escape the mindset of giving robots identities and emotions because then we sell. Because definitely robots are way are gonna be way stronger than humans in every single aspect of life. Yeah. Have you ever heard like um Elon Musk talk about AI and robots and shit? Elon Musk is literally like, well, it's true, but he says that robots are so much smarter than us and pretty much that we are going to be cyborgs one day like he says like that our humans have reached basically reached their limitations like i mean obviously we could excel a little bit more with the aid of technology whatnot but eventually the next step would be sci- like android people and like 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 um and then the new- like, like yeah like like uh cyborgs that you're saying like cyborgs yeah and then- humans and he he's even coming out with products for it. Definitely he's coming out with chips. Technology modified. He's coming out with like brain chips. I forget what the the the, the Neuralink, I think is what it's called. It's supposed to like cure a lot of uh, disease and this and that brain uh, stuff, dementia, all this. Oh, like it's chips. It, yeah, it's called Neuralink, and it's supposed to, it's just supposed to like help with a ton of brain uh, related ailments and illnesses. You know, it'd be dope if they use that chip not to only cure diseases and stuff because that, that's dope first off that's dope second yeah. off what if it allows you to unlock the entirety of your brain at the same time and we just become super fucking humans no that that's what i watched a, an interview with him and that's exactly what he was saying he said he's starting with this but he his envision for Neuralink is to eventually have us be able to communicate pretty much how a computer communicates like we could telepathically just think to each other and communicate ideas through, from chip to chip, just like a computer, you send a message. So you'd be able to understand an idea just as easy as sending a text, basically. And it just like increase like our processing power because humans have like their our brains are like our processing power is tiny compared to what a computer can process. So it's like, yeah, crazy, crazy world. Yeah, it is pretty it is cool, though. crazy stuff, you know, who knows uh, when we'll be seeing that or we'll be seeing anything about that soon. But <laughs> that's definitely crazy. And um, if anyone's been keeping up with the stock market, Tesla went absolutely crazy last week. Um, Are they still outperforming S&P? Not today. Uh, Tesla kind of dropped like 6%-ish. So if you're watching this as of January 11th or the morning of January 12th, you could potentially pick up a cheap Tesla call and make a lot of money just because Tesla has been absolute gold it hasn't barely gone down if it goes down it shoots right back up so tesla calls were down 50 percent in price um and what are they trading for uh oh today the stock you know? of tesla is trading at like eight below 860 maybe like 840 845 give me one second yeah as he's looking at that uh if you guys any listeners are sports bettors um based on what i've seen on bravada.com uh odds not looking really good if, if you're like a degenerate, gamble away. But if you're a casual gambler like me, I would stay away for a little bit. You're not going to make any money off of it. Chances are you're going to lose more than you make this week. Um, and coming forward, they're on their shits, man. They're on their P's and Q's right now. So no free money this week, guys. Tesla actually dropped, not, not to cut you off, but to nah, pick back up. It. Tesla actually dropped 8% today. It's down $70. The stock is trading at 817 and an end of week call is trading at like 290 right on the strike price, or right on the share price 
So right around the money is trading for, you know, 29 a share, 2,900 for the call. I don't know. Potentially, if, if you're into trading and you want to make a, a risky play, you could potentially pick up a cheap Tesla call tomorrow. And Tesla stock, I mean, there's no signs of it slowing down, but it's kind no, of under no, no, territory because no. stocks have never really popped like this. So, but Elon Musk, I mean, he's got man in the world. He's got big plans. Yeah. I, I have I have nothing but faith in Elon Musk. No, he's, he's um, a genius. He's a he's a smart smart dude, bro. He's a smart fucking dude. Yeah. Like, Not only I that, like, but uh, he has like ten thousand geniuses working with him. Yeah, like, absolutely. This man's <laughs> got the arsenal of of smart people at his fingertips. They can do uh, he's anything. He's king of the nerds, man. He's, he's yeah. king of the nerds. Let's be, <laughs> That's like, a great I'm way to be honest, it. man. As much as everybody loves Elon Musk, I like I like myself a little Elon Musk nerdy dude but king of the nerds man and you know what they say that in high school if you're a nerd in high school probably gonna be successful in life definitely facts man was he a nerd in high school yeah this is confirmed he's just socially awkward my uh, opinion. i can't imagine. i mean that's just yeah that's obvious he's just a socially awkward guy like you know all right if we're not on the subject man but like bill yeah. gates then man's awkward too yeah yeah i would agree probably I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That man Andrew Meeks. I don't know if y'all heard of him before. A little Super sexy. Himself. Yeah, nah. Yeah, real sexy. Yeah, definitely. Totally. Yeah, he, he, he had a 4.0 in, in college, man. A 4.0 GPA, and, and look at him now, just awkward. Yeah. Just so <laughs> awkward. <laughs> it pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> shit man but uh yeah i think that's all we got today man um it is sunday january 11th 2021 man monday uh i didn't see y'all boys happy fucking new year's you know tell the tell, tell the crowd happy fucking new year's happy new year everybody yeah, yeah. happy new year boys and girls out here yeah uh <laughs> you know if you made it this long into the show uh and you liked it obviously you liked it because you you know got here this far you know, like, comment, subscribe. If you're on our YouTube, if you're on our uh, Spotify, drop a follow, man. Listen to our other shit. We have good ass conversations all the time. Uh, and if you haven't yet, I know that none of you will have, but follow us on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Instagram at the official meander, Twitter, official meander. Follow us, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, great content coming. Man. Additionally, Last podcast, we mentioned a challenge uh, due, uh, in regard to a fantasy team vote, and that is coming soon. So That's coming soon. Everybody, just keep, keep your eyes open. Get on our, uh, on our social medias, and as soon as we get some followers, <laughs> we, will, we will be posting that challenge. And 2021 is the climb up. I- yeah, absolutely. Remember these episodes from when we're big and famous. All right, you can be like, I watch these shitty ass podcasts until they are great. Yeah. Facts. All right, man. I'm Dino. All right, Garrett. I'm Andrew. All right, this is the Meanders, man. Signing off. It's good to talk to y'all. Have a good week. Peace. Peace.